welcome to the Make It Count podcast. My name is David. I'm Matt. And we are making it count. And one of the things we'd love to do is move from that uncertainty, that chaos, and find a way of being a bit more purposeful, i.e. making it count. Yeah. This week we're looking at a book again. Yes. So this book, Life is in the Transition by Bruce Feller, uh, Mastering Change at Any Age. It's a brilliant book. I would probably give it, you know, four and a half, five stars out of five. Uh, yeah, sorry. When you said that, like, I thought you were going to do it out of ten. Like, I'll give it a four and a half out of ten. Yeah, that's a great rating. It's a brilliant me. book. Four uh, and yeah, a half. Not enough dragons, actually. <laughs> four and a half, maybe five stars. Yeah, well, I don't want to be giving out five stars too soon. But one of the reasons we're talking about it is because it's a really good book. And yeah, we don't rate those one star books. They don't make the cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just tell you how rubbish this book. We could do our anyway. spoof review series. <laughs> well, you know, let's maybe be probably positive about this. So. It came about from a situation in his life mm. where he gets a phone call, often starts with a phone call, right? Uh, he's middle-aged, maybe 40, 50, something, and on the other end of the phone call, your dad's tried to kill himself. Wow. Whole life goes topsy-turvy. Yeah. And he's like, what do you do? I, I, our family has always been fine. This has never been an issue that we've known on before. Mm. Uh, and it turns out there's some medical issues that has led him to, to that move. Um, but he was like, I was so lost. I was really used to solving problems and figuring this out. But really what I realised was I'd lost my life story. Right, yeah. Super interesting. Mm. And so he then starts this quest. And the, the basis of this book has come around from oh, several hundred interviews with people about their lives. Huh. The high points, the low points, the stories that they tell themselves mm. about their lives. And he just looks at that data from talking to, you know, older people, younger people, different cultures, all sorts of stuff. And so a lot of this book, Life is in the Transition, is stories and using stories to understand life. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. We are story creatures. Mm. Such a fascinating uh, statement. I, I realise I've lost the story of my life. I wonder how many of us are are in that place, but not from a maybe a, a sudden catastrophe, but a we're just treading water. We don't really know what path we're on, where we're heading, or even where we've been. So early parts, he talks about how we've uh, we no longer live linear lives, right? And he even does a whole section on this idea of the stages of life, and that phrase literally comes from when the theatre was the main entertaining part of, course, of yeah, our one, lives. Act two, act three sort yeah. of thing. And you see these m- things of, you know, act one is here at the beginning, then act two, then act three, then act four, then act five, and then it would go down and it would be these stages, it would be this hump. You know, the yeah. you're a child, you go to school, you work a bit, you get married, you have the house, you're at your peak and then you come back down. And, and actually, arguably, that's never been a truth reflection of life yeah but he said that totally isn't the reality for most people we live lives out of order and that's okay you know sure yeah and he talked i think he talks to one woman who you know she had children really young um and you know didn't work out with her partner but she never really thought she could get an education but actually she was able to she worked really hard got an education later on and then started thriving and that that there feels like there's some shame associated with that but actually it's really okay to live life, quote unquote, out of order in your own way. 
I quite like that because so often I think a thought that has held me back, and I'm sure a few of others will, will relate to this as well, but it's the thought of, oh, you're behind. Mm. Uh, and yes, you might be behind a specific storyline mm. if I'm according to, I need to have been at this milestone and that milestone, but perhaps I'm on a different path and I don't have to live by that storyline. I can live by a different one. So I really like that. And there was uh, recently, I remember coming across, maybe we mentioned it in another episode, but there was um, a, someone who, again, wanted to do the education thing, but didn't get around to it until they were maybe in their 70s or something and end up doing a PhD or something. And it's like, it really is never too late to go after that dream if you really want to. Definitely. And I think this is why he talks about how the linear life is not a thing anymore. Yeah. Because actually, whilst many of us hear that, you might be listening and now we're well, yeah, that's pretty obvious. But actually many of us still have that expectation of that is the life we should live. Mm. And actually if we can get rid of that or let go of that expectation, it allows us a little bit more freedom to live life out of order. Yeah. Um, one of the things he looked at was life disruptions and life quakes is a term he life uses quakes. in this. Wow. But life disruptions, he says, we'll have lots of these. Most people have a proper but about 13 big life disruptions in their lives. Right. Which is a lot. Um, what counts as a life disruption? Well, that was a bit vague as far as he did. Um, I thought the more interesting bit that he talked about was there's no midlife crisis. Right. There's, there was no, in all his you know interviews and looking at that, collating yeah, that data, it didn't spike at this age between 35 and 45. Life disruptions happen when they happen. Okay. Life quakes happen when they happen and they take longer to process than you think yeah so i, I think they that. were sort of saying five to sort of ten years five to ten oh for a okay. proper life quake okay so that's different from a life disruption yes you can get a life quake from an accumulation of disruptions you know and it's not it's not a quantitative thing really sure. yeah, yeah yeah the same thing can happen to one person to another person and it it doesn't have the same effect yeah but it's these things that you know disrupt your life and sometimes positive, sometimes negative, um, but they are the, you, know, you can imagine changing job or being fired from a job, having a child, you know, moving house. And sometimes a life quake is something that really causes you to question everything. And whilst they can be big, that's the, that's the transition bit, you know, that can be a really big and quite negative thing. It also can be an opportunity because mm. ultimately what we're saying is if these life disruptions happen you're going to have between you know 11 and 13 in your life and you might have several big life quakes in your life as well and they can take five years mm. that's most of your life and yeah <laughs> and actually if we just wait to be through the transition to live right. life yeah yeah <laughs> then we're never going to do that because sure. there's another one coming there's another yes. disruption coming and so i think that's it, it didn't really come together very clearly when i read the book but when i reflect on it that is the message. It's like, actually, you're going to have to live a lot of life in the transitions. For sure. To figure out a way. Yeah, it's a different word, but I've heard the term sort of, uh, you know, with crisis. Like, you're either in a crisis, coming out of a crisis, or if you're not in either of those two, you're on your way to a crisis. And I suppose it's a similar idea. I was going to ask how the, the life transition added into those disruptions in the earth or the life quakes mm. so basically you're saying it's when you have those disruptions that in a sense is another word for now you're entering into a transition yeah 
And uh, okay. I think one of the things, the sort of maybe the main thing he talks about is sort of ABCs of meaning. I'm trying to remember what B, uh, what C was. So it's agency. Yes. So do you have control, agency? It, if you quit your job, that's one thing. If you get fired from your job, you don't feel like you chose that. Right, you don't have yeah. the agency. That's a big difference. So, though, right. you know, I, have I chosen this transition? Have I chosen this disruption? Or has it happened to me? And the ones that happen to you can be far more disruptive until you find a way of owning that, of taking agency over that. Right. Um, yeah. What, what jumps out to you there, Matt? That makes a lot of sense. Um, and, well, we've spoken about Stephen Covey and the, uh, just really focus and I love the reaction mindset versus the proactive mindset mm. and I suppose there are elements of there are things that happen to us mm. and I can see why that would return that would feel much more disequilibrating mm-hmm. <laughs> unbalancing because almost it returns us back to those early memories when we were very dependent and we didn't have any agency really and often um, that's when those deep uh, woundings can happen that we maybe yeah not necessarily everyone needs to go and dig that up but I'm sure doing some of that story work is important mm-hmm. but being put back in that mindset where we just emotionally are ah, I have no control this is being done to me I think that can feel very off balancing mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not surprised that that takes much more I'm guessing that would take more time to process than a no, I've made the jump. Because in a sense, if you're making the jump as well, the event happens here, but you've been thinking about it before. Mm-hmm. You've been preparing for it rather than just, I'm going along, pootling along, everything's fine, and then suddenly event happens, and that's day one for you. Yeah. So A is agency, B, belonging, C, cause. Right. Um, yep. And most people, he in his interviews, discovered most people would naturally cope in one of those ways oh i have agency i you know this is my way of figuring it out or hey i I belong to this community or i valued these really close personal relationships that that helps me process this change this transition this moment Mm. or cause whether it's a faith or joining um you know a non-profit or something that has this wider cause and and all of those are ways that you know people found of navigating those or finding meaning in the middle of transition which was really interesting and then uh you know i don't want to take too long really much longer but um he talks about reshaping your life right accept it you know identify your emotions mark it ritualize the change shed it you know give up the old mindsets um create it so you're trying new things Share it, you know, you're seeking the wisdom from other people and launching it, unveil your new self and tell it, compose a fresh story. The story is a really big part of this. You know, we all tell stories about ourselves, how we view ourselves, our past, our present, and, and hopefully where we're going. And I think, is this book reading, is this worth reading? Yeah, I would say probably everyone would benefit from reading this. You might not agree with every way that he views things, but it's rich with stories that can help you find meaning and help you recognise the, the transitions in your life and, and the stories we tell ourselves. Mm. If there was, um, I suppose, one action mm. to give to our audience mm-hmm. from this, without reading the book, oh. 
what what would it be? You know, what would find a book? What's the, you know, <laughs> so like, what's the key idea that can help us? Um, I think it's I don't know the key idea. It's the story of her life. It's noticing the high points, the low points, the changes in your moment in your life, and how that affects you. And I suppose the big mindset shift we did a series on mindset shifts is um, making the most of it. This didn't just happen to you. It's not just come to wreck your life. Yeah. But it, it brings with it opportunities. Opportunity. I like that word. That's, that's the word I'm thinking of. Instead of going, oh, this is a big challenge. This is a thing that I can't... This is an opportunity. A growth opportunity. And I suppose we'll close out on that. You know, that whole thing of there's post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. and there's post-traumatic growth. And actually, the vast majority of, you know, those soldiers that come back and have... Um, that experience most of them don't have PTSD and so there is for most of us that opportunity for post-traumatic growth we can move into that and don't get me wrong and he talks about this it is unsettling all of it you know when your life is in flux it's unsettling it's uncomfortable but it is also an opportunity and we have to choose to see that because often we can't undo these things (laughs) you know so we embrace it yeah so if you've read the book let me know what you think uh and if you haven't send us your comments in we live in a world that is noisy distracted and there are many people who want to move our lives in different ways we get the opportunity to respond proactively uh, and to make it count so life is in the transitions make those transitions count